the most outlandish prop would have definitely been a paper mache version of Emmanuel Frimpong's head. It involved a horse water skiing on a lake in the middle of November. <laughs> so someone can put a fiver on me winning a random little dance TV off. dance competition. I reckon I am going to blow a gasket within about 10 minutes. <laughs> Welcome to the Location Football Club podcast. This is yes. very new territory for us. Exciting though. Very exciting. I must say you've done a cracking job <laughs> with you. the set. Cheers. Talk me through it. Just found two random bookshelves. Um, this actually looks quite rustic, but it's been in the office for about three months. Um, I thought it had that Soccer AM vibe. So we allowed to say you basically that, built yeah. a Soccer AM studio. Yeah, I've basically in your built Soccer AM in the corner of the office. So, and we're yeah. sitting on two <laughs> filing cabinets. Yeah, I'm not sure what's what's in them. Glue stick, post-it notes, scissors. But if we twiddle them that way, it looks professional. Absolutely zero budget on yeah, this. We've well, done it. a fantastic job. Before we get into it, we're gonna have a little pre-match chat. Basically, how are you? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I was with the England team yesterday, and that was exciting. I was with Deck Rice, Harry Kane and Bakayo Saka. I'm doing some filming that I think's coming out at a later date, so I'm not going to say too much about that. Did Deck say he was going to Arsenal? Um, he had a few people shouting at him, but he was <laughs> very good at um, batting it off. So yeah, we'll, we'll find out. So for anyone that doesn't know what you do yeah. on the side, social yeah. ball media. Yes. Tell us about it. Social ball media. So we are a branded content company. So we're just making content for various brands, obviously, um, trying to make it exciting. Um, we're predominantly in the world of sport and entertainment. So content and videos and audio podcasts that will excite us. And then we've got a few, or we've got a channel, Stephen Hendry's Q-Tips, which you should also go and subscribe to. Um, so we film all the content with former seven-time world champion Stephen Hendry, uh, with various um, people that we know and famous faces and that's about it have i missed anything off don't think nope. so man. No, no, that's, no, yeah, it's a yeah. great uh, selling pitch for Thank you. social go on the media. website and all of that yeah. yeah we have got some talking points for this podcast. we have it's not completely Bertie budget so what we've gone for is some things that are happening with us we've had a cancelled match already the end of soccer am for anyone that doesn't know I've been at Soccer AM for 16 years and you were there for seven? Seven, yep. yeah, seven so years. 23 years between us. Plenty of stories about Soccer AM, about our journey and some of the madness that went on behind the scenes that you probably didn't hear of. We've got your questions, which were sent in by you lovely people on Instagram. Finally, what's next? That's with the channel, ourselves and um, everything location football. So we'll kick things off then. The cancelled match. Uh, oh, a lot of work went into that. So much work. And we were so excited. We were basically going to put on a football match, yeah. which was, was going to give back. So we, had, we were working with the non-league promoters. We were going to get... Was it 30 players? We had th- or did we have 30, 30 players, players signed up? Yeah, unsigned non-league players that have played between like step two and step four. So good, yeah. talented players just looking to put themselves on the market. We were going to put a showcase game on at Averley Football Club. Yep. All done, all sorted, stadium booked, players all Scouts sorted. from Scouts Cardiff. From Cardiff, yeah. There was Potter's Bar, Averley were going to be there, Tunbridge Angels. So a real mix of championship side are going to be there yeah. to... National League, National League South, National League North. So some real cred- um, yeah. credibility. We booked out a whole National League South pitch now, yeah. overly National League South. Yeah. We'd organised the graphics. We were going to take a lot of this gear and go and live stream the match um, for the scouts that weren't able to make it. And I think, were well, we three days away? Three days away. We even got yeah. kits. Yeah. As you can see, I'm sporting the location football and the goalkeepers club kit. we've got the goalie kit behind me as yeah. well there in the green non-league promoters had a kit as well a nice white one a uh, big shout out to pro kit uk by the way they pro supply kit. all the kits we are going to use them the last piece of the puzzle 
yeah. was a referee, wasn't it? And that's yeah, where easy. we came unstuck. Yeah, one of, one of the easiest things that we weren't worried about at all became the biggest the snowball downfall. effect. Yeah. And for a rule game. that I don't, well, we didn't know it going no. into it. And I don't think a lot of people will know what this rule is, really. So basically what happened is I approached Averley and said, have you got any refs you can put us in touch with? And they were brilliant. They said, yeah, leave it with us. They ended up getting, I think it was National League referees in the end. And then one of them rightfully said, has the game been affiliated? Oh, I didn't know what that meant. And I don't <laughs> yeah. think anyone did. So it went to the Essex FA. The Essex FA then contacted the FA. And then the FA gave a call to Craig, the chairman of Averley, and said, this game cannot go ahead. No 11-a-side games are allowed to be played in the month of June. Yeah. It's been a rule for a while. So I don't yeah. think, it, like, apparently, time, it's yeah. no surprise to a lot of people, the refs certainly... But to us, we didn't have a clue. And there was games being played. Yeah, left, right, naughty, illegal games. Illegal games, apparently, were being played. And basically, if the FA get wind of it, they can fine you, sanction you, everyone involved, players, refs, people that let out the ground, everyone is liable. I didn't even sleep the night before when it was all happening. Yeah. Because then I had We to, were going to go and check out the pitch, weren't we? I was yeah, at Averley when we found out. In the yeah, morning, yeah. And I had a phone call with the Essex FA, who were brilliant, and they just said, if it was July the 1st or May 29th or whatever, yeah, yeah. no problem. The game could be sanctioned. You can have the officials. So then we were like, well, maybe what if we did it without the officials? And essentially we were just putting on a kickabout. Still illegal. They said we could have done it with nine. Nine, nine aside. aside. Yeah. If it's a tournament, you could do it. But you have to go through applications and all sorts. It might have been a schoolboy error on our part. Yeah, I don't know what the, the thought process is behind that rule is though. SXFA said to me, it's so that refs can rest, players can rest. Right. Everyone just sort of calms down a little bit. But I was like, if you're trying to look for a club yeah. and you can't play 11 aside football. That's the saddest thing, I think, because yeah. obviously we had these scouts there and I was like, wow, we're going to actually give an opportunity to some of these players to potentially like, find a club that's yeah. going to be their job, that they'll get their income from a match they played because of us. So I think that was the saddest part of not being able to put it on because, yeah, there's those potential opportunities that someone could actually have gone and played for Cardiff. But yeah. How cool would that have been? But we weren't just putting it on. It was a live stream. So we were going to live stream the game. We've got all the equipment. Bear in mind, we're a two-man band, essentially. Yeah. One-man band when it comes to the technical side of things because that's your forte. Yeah. You know how to do all this. You set yeah. all this up brilliantly. Yeah. We were going to live stream it, which I think could be the first ever live stream trial game. That could be completely yeah. wrong. But that's sort of the angle we were going for. We were going to put some production into it. We did player graphics that you sent to some of the players. We'll flash a few of them up now just so you can see what we were sort of getting at. But yeah, computer said no. The men behind the, the computer yeah. said you can't do it. And then we looked at rearranging it and it's just, you're getting into July and people have got clubs. It was a tough one to take. The idea is there yep. and everything is in place to do it again. So I think we're going to- 2024. As uh, we'll be back stronger. Says, we're going to come yeah. back stronger. <laughs> we've got the kits, we've got everything sorted out. Non-league promoters were brilliant as well with it. They got all the players in. It was a great team effort. And we played by the letter of the law. We did yeah. the right thing. Yeah, we couldn't afford not to. I don't know what, what kind of money there we thought they'd get out of us. So yeah. We haven't got any money. Um, <laughs> if you're interested in playing, get in the comments on this YouTube video and um, yeah, we'll put you on the waiting list. Right, so the next talking point, big, 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 big part of both our lives. Yeah. The ending of Soccer AM. Well, I was like 27 years on air, was it, in the end? I was there for 16, you were seven. Seven, yeah. So when did you first arrive? I did my work experience in 2016, and that was when Tim Lovejoy was there. So I did a week with Tim, and then I became a runner at Sky the first year with Andy 
Goldstein, but not on Soccer AM at Sky Sports. I was working on all the football. And then 2018, I think, is when I joined you guys as a runner and then joined full time at the end of that season with Ashley Mann. So, yeah, I just through work experience, really just sending an email in, um, hoping for the best. And I got on with you boys very well and just really enjoyed that atmosphere and, and the culture of sort of doing everything and getting involved in everything and was just so keen to to do it and then thank, thankfully Rob who was the producer at the time gave me that, that opportunity to do a trial and then you guys liked me. When I did my work experience I did a similar thing I, I watched the show religiously with my brother every morning we'd run downstairs stick it on and we'd be sitting there for like three hours just watching it be gutted if I'd missed the lockers section when they come out in the I say fancy dress, the costumes and that. They were proper costumes, by the way. They spent some dough on those, uh, on those yeah, outfits. Wigs, but, yeah, wigs. Yeah, wigs were expensive. And I've got some great stories about wigs. <laughs> I watched Soccer and they did a thing called webcam where yeah. they would just do some nonsense during the week. That was the thing, that thing I was most excited about when I did my work experience, <laughs> when you're like in the office and you, there's like a three pixel yeah. version of your head and you're like, I think that's me. I'm watching the show and it was saying, our work experience lad did this this week. And I was like, what? You can do work experience? And yeah. It was on a Saturday and I went, up to my laptop, I didn't even think I had a laptop, my CD-ROM, typed in an email to whatever I could find, left it, then I went around my mate's house for a bit and I had an email when I got back saying, yep, work experience. And then I went in on a Monday, travelled all the way from where I live in Essex and it was about a two-hour journey on the tube. I had a suit on because I thought, you've got to impress. <laughs> Turned up to Sky, they went, okay, cool, you're here, brilliant, come with us, we're going to do um, some login. And like, who do you support? And I was like, Arsenal. So they made me... Were log- they like, why are you wearing a suit? Or? <laughs> no, no, they were probably impressed <laughs> by the suit. And they got me logging Arsenal Tottenham. I was very much just sort of left alone to do it, logged it, and I was like, this is, this is not what I've come all this way for. I was like, what's going on? I want to do Soccer AM. So I went back in and asked, and they were like, oh, they don't work Mondays, as obviously we know now. Yeah. So they weren't in. But yeah, come down now. And I remember the doors opening, just seeing like all these heroes that I'd watched. Yeah. Rocket, there was Tubes, Sheephead, Nutty. And then right about you had Tim... And Fenners, and they sort of announced me as I came in. The guy from Sky I was like, Hi, everyone, this is James. And everyone like put their head up, gave you a nod. Tubes, who's obviously our best mate now through through working at Soccer M. Tipman, who's wing as well, and Steve Sutcliffe, who was doing yeah. the, the props and people, as they called it. It was a mad week. And then I just said to Steve, who was obviously running around like a madman, I was like, mate, if you need help on a Saturday, anytime I will come in and I worked for free every Saturday for a season every so often Steve would chuck me 20 quid for petrol money because he felt bad that I was coming in not getting paid so that's the bit I guess the people don't see is that you work your absolute nuts off and there was so much sacrifice to get that job in the first place and then getting that job is like wow the first job you normally get was props and people list is basically you yeah. making all the props all the sketches that they come up with you are responsible for sourcing the props getting the props making the props so i'll go to you first what was the first sort of major shoot you were doing and what was the most outlandish prop you had to build the most outlandish prop would have definitely been a paper mache version of emmanuel frimpong's head have you got a picture of that uh, yes if if I have, it's here. <laughs> Weirdest request as well. I'm, I'm, I can't remember why. I think it was, I can't remember which footballer was rubbing it on their leg, but horse placenta. Can you remember the player that was asked to put a horse placenta yeah, to heal an injury. some injury? So I had like wow. two, three days to find some horse placenta. And like, I had 24 hours to find, do you remember Jermaine Pennant left a car? Yeah, just on the, oh, like a Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. They found that at like five o'clock on a Friday and they're like, right, we need a, a Porsche and you've got no money to get a Porsche. But, find one by tomorrow so that was I think that was quite a stressful one as well but how about yourself I was asked to build an ice rink 
back in the day when the soccerettes were a thing, because her talent is ice skating, could you build a meter by meter ice block that she could stand on and then do like a pirouette thing on it? And I was like, I don't even know where to start on that. But in the end, I think we built one of those puzzle piece ice rinks, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, and it yeah. Was so bad because it just looked terrible. And she wasn't the best ice skater, I don't think, anyway. <laughs> they um, were the best when Soccerettes would come in with a talent yeah. and they'd be like, yeah, I yeah, can I'm do really this, I can do this. Like, oh, no. But the Battenberg one was, I remember, it was a cake that uh, Trev used to wear and it was literally one of the, the, the cardboard boxes, wasn't it? That was... Yeah. The archive boxes. The archive the tapes boxes. For the tapes, and then yeah. it would look really cool. And then I remember once I'd misplaced Trevor's leotard. But then I went to next, like 4pm, 5pm on the Friday, and I ended up buying some tights. And it just looked terrible. And there's nothing worse when you know that the the thing that you've made is crap. I think sketches were a big part of Soccer MC. Yeah. It's probably more interesting to talk about a shoot that I was asked to do was, it involved a horse water skiing on a lake in the middle of November. <laughs> and not being a keen water skier, but can yeah. water skier. I was like, yeah, I can do that. They put me in a pair of Y fronts <laughs> in the middle of November on this freezing cold lake, horse mask on, and I hit the water and it was like, <laughs> and then I was like, got up and I was like water skiing as this horse. Um, <laughs> what was your experience of the dance off? I didn't mind it. You know, it was 15 yeah. seconds. Just have a little dance up to usually a song I liked. Yeah. I think the songs they chose were pretty, pretty strong. And there was usually quite a build up during the week. And it, I thought it was just funny that people could bet on it. Like, oh, like yeah. I, I would have been like 19, 20. And I'm like, what? So someone can put a fiver on me winning a random little dance TV off. dance competition on a sports show. Like it was nonsense. But yeah, it was just funny. The thought that anyone would have put a couple of quid on yeah like, a few of the boys funny. took it a bit more seriously than others didn't they yeah like, rocket rocket definitely yeah. did he yeah. would say that he didn't practice but he had this full-blown routine every yeah. time my experience with the dance off when you're around the back and i can only describe it as like getting thrown out of a plane the door's there floor manager lee standing there like going four three two go and you're like the person goes out in front of you and then the, the, the line's getting shorter and shorter and you walk out and you see the studio audience where sometimes there'd be like 50 60 80 people but it felt like there was thousands of people watching you and then you do your dance and then someone's going four three two and you're like oh my god it's done thank god <laughs> that was the best feeling once yeah. it's done me, Jamie and Stu did have a drink one year before I danced up in the props Is that cabin. a secret? Uh, well, it's not now. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, what did you have? I want to say it was whiskey because I think it was just what, something that was in randomly in the pop, props cabin. But Jamie, I think, used to be quite nervous about it. I was yeah. just there because enjoyed a drink. It was Saturday. Yeah. Um, even though it was 8 a.m. And we were wow. like, just little shot glasses. And then Stu joined, went and had a little dance. And yeah, wow. Sky paid us a wage for it. So yeah, oh, it was wow, good. Wow, that's naughty. No, uh, I can't get sacked now, can you? When did you just decide that you wanted to leave had you learned everything that you wanted to take from your soccer aim experience you know from my time at soccer aim towards the end i was doing more of like the social stuff so i set up the instagram yeah, for soccer aim joined soccer aim twitter when it had like a thousand followers and was doing all the content on there and i liked the social space and i just felt like i'd probably learned all i could from a broadcast tv show knowing that i wanted to go into something more social media well, we did based. the youtube show as well didn't we and we did the, yeah, yeah soccer aim added time so I, wow. I, that's just all the stuff that i wanted to wanted to get into and i felt like having this knowledge behind me for seven years i was like i, I felt like i could have been there for another five years and 10 years and still 
be doing similar sort of stuff but not really going in the direction that I wanted to traveling felt like a good chance to to get out and and go and seek other opportunities so I went and did that and, and went to New Zealand for a year I think it was the right decision, but yeah. you know, I still miss the like Friday nights when you're slightly delirious doing <laughs> stupid stuff together. I miss the team, but I didn't miss the long hours, yeah. but um, but I miss the people and the team and the camaraderie yeah. aspect of it. Because I've not had that really in a, in a job since. I've done some amazing jobs since, but there's still not that magic unless you've worked on the show, you'd understand. Yeah. Well, it was like a football changing room, wasn't it? Yeah. The actual day-to-day running of soccer AMs. People would just presume that you sort of rocked up and, and you did it. And essentially that's what we did on the Saturday, but all the prep and all the hard work had gone in on t- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Like Tuesday, you'd be logging loads of games, finding the best skills, showboats, layoffs. Wednesday, you'd potentially go on a shoot or you'd be editing a feature, editing yeah. layoffs. Thursday, probably more of the internal shooting, like doing a sketch, script writing for your guest chats and all that sort of stuff. And then Friday was a big rehearsal day and we'd sometimes finish till gone midnight. And then obviously you'd come to the show on the Saturday and that's game day. And then you do the show and it's like electric for however long it was back in there. It was three hours and then two hours, hour and a half. That's hard to replace. Yeah, that's what I'm finding now is difficult. It feels normal now because I'm on a holiday but I don't know how I'm going to feel come Premier League weekend. That's going to be quite weird for me. Obviously, you've you've adapted now. You've you've been away from the game for a little yeah, while. Yeah, but there's still that that live element that you're like, oh, you can't really replace no. it. Like you'll do so many cool things in the next twelve months, few years, like for the rest of your career. Yeah, but yeah, that it will still be hard to capture that because there's also not really shows, magazines, there's live magazine like it. shows. There's nothing like soccer. I mean, yeah. You probably won't see anything like soccer. M. Yeah, again, it'll, be, again, it'll again. just be different. Yeah, quick mention on the last show. Oh, so, yeah. how, how were you coming into the last show? Was, were you really sad at that point? Because that's probably the most emotion yeah. built up to this one point. Bags of emotion. It was an emotional day. Teary, teary. Yeah, yeah. When Fenner's blessing did his speech at the end, which was fantastic. Like I don't know how he pulled that together, but you're just sitting there and you're going, "This is a moment in like television history that this show's mm-hmm. ending." And I've been a part of it for 16 years. Ah, oh, this is tough. This is this is tough. I don't know where to look. Don't know what yeah. to do. The show itself was brilliant. I did Instagram live beforehand. I got some freestylers in because I used to get the content creators to come down. That was class. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Fenner's brilliant. Jimmy brilliant. Everyone absolutely brilliant. Tubes there with his mum and his niece. Family show. Yeah. I mean, I know you were there in the audience. A lot of emotion into that week. Yeah, we had a great party afterwards as well, though. Yeah. You know about that. You were dancing I all over. Did, did, yeah. Moving on to the next point. Questions that were sent in about Soccer M from some people. So we'll answer as many of these as possible. So EDPB44 on Instagram said the best musical guest performance. Ezra Collective and Koji Radical came on and they performed No Confusion. For anyone who doesn't know, they've got like a brass band, Ezra Collective, trumpets, all that sort of stuff. And it was live and it was amazing. And Koji Radical, brilliant. Raj Cambo. Gone Raj. Used to do work experience. But he did like the long one, didn't he? He did like the placement for a year or yeah. something. Yeah. He's got his own business now. I yeah, shout that out. Uh, share a slice, pop up pizza joint in yeah. Brixton, and the pizza is so good. Have you been? Yeah, I've been, and it's oh. it's amazing. We, we'll go there. Yeah, we'll go now there. Now you've got a bit of time on your hands. Yeah. We'll, we'll go. We'll go Brixton. He won the dance off. Um, and won, he won the dance off. So yeah, that's yeah. His um, pizza is so good. Go and check he, it out. He wanted to know what are the three biggest lessons you learned from working on a live show. One of them is obviously reacting to challenges efficiently and quickly. Give me 24 hours. I'd always back myself to sort or solve a problem. Yeah. One of the things I've learned is just go for it. Tubes was going to be doing a shoot after the show with Sol Campbell. He was like, mate, 
why don't you just do this one? Everything was telling me not to do it, but I was like, no, I've got to do it. And I went for it. Don't get it wrong, I looked nervous probably, but it was the first one I did. Yeah. So you've just got to go for it. What would be another one? Um, I'd say what, because I, I get it a lot from the other social ball boys and I think maybe you don't appreciate it when you're in the bubble, but the ability to come up with an idea quickly yep. as well. Yeah. With a short amount of time, obviously the stuff we do now with various brands, they're like, cool, we want to do this. What ideas have you got? Yeah. And you've got like, okay, we need something by Friday. And yeah. it's like, Thursday morning yeah um, but the ability because you've had to come up with like five ideas six of those mainly more back in the day I know yeah. you didn't do the ideas meetings as much towards the end but having to come up with like five five ideas a week for 40 weeks you just you develop that knack of yeah. just okay cool this is an idea we could do for that and they're not all like original ideas it's repackaging yeah. stuff but that ability to come up with an idea yeah, is something that um, they say that having met you and having met me and Jamie and Stu and all that, that ability is something that you just kind of just pick up at Soccer AM and only really Soccer AM can, can teach that skill, I'd say, yeah, really. Absolutely. No, that's a great one. Dave Hill underscore 13, favourite moment on the show? Oh, I don't know, man. That's yeah, so I don't, yeah. But like, iconic, I'd have to say, the Serge Pizzorno one was, was probably up there. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't be more sorry. specific, but did over like a thousand shows, I'm sure. Zane's one emperor best guest on the show which is a very popular uh question i gibbo 1986 said the same thing who was your favorite guest ever the rock oh uh, yeah that was, the, that was that yours? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah we had we went from and stone cold we had but the rock stone mick foley cold, mick foley and there's a picture actually and i'll put this i definitely have this one of me ash and bobby who are big wwe fans with Mick yeah. Foley. one of us was cactus jack yeah one of us was dude love i think and Mankind? Mankind, yeah. yeah. I was going to say The Rock, but Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. those two, Kevin Hart and The Rock. That was a quality, quality show as well. And this is a tough one from Tom Bender. So thank you, mate. He's, an, he's a non-league footballer. I spent the majority of his career at St Albans and you now moved to Billericay. He said, if you could have had one other person's job on the show, whose would it be? Well, we all did the same job moving up, right? Yeah. I didn't really want to take anyone's job. I was going down more like the Tubes route, but probably a bit different. I didn't want to just interview footballers because Tubes yeah. are the best at that. So why try and be what he's doing? So I wanted yeah. to navigate my own yeah. pathway, which I think I'd done. Yeah. And obviously creating YouTube style videos like you see these days. Two goalkeepers versus Matty Cash and Jimmy Bullard did outrageous yeah. numbers online. So ST Twiggy wants to know what's your favourite memory? Okay, ST Twiggy Luton boy, I think. Is uh, it? I'm a Chelsea fan, but from Luton, yeah. Oh. I met him growing up in the nightclubs of Luton. It's it's not definitely my, my proudest piece of work, but it was like when I got to do my Zlatan stuff with Kevin Hart was oh, so, yeah. so good. Like doing a comedy sketch <laughs> with Kevin Hart. Not many people have done that. So I'm going to, that's a like once in a lifetime yeah. opportunity. So I'm going to say that. I'm going to say probably my first interview that I did in the off season. So I think I did that Campbell one first. And then in the off season, an opportunity came to interview Paolo Di Canio in a sports shop. He sat there in his leather jacket. Yeah, he's doing that. And he, started dan- he got up and he started, yeah, yeah, he started yeah, yeah, salsa yeah. dancing with me. So to get Paolo Di Canio to salsa dance on my yeah. first proper, right, I'm prepared and ready for this interview was probably a great moment for me. Another message comes from Sharty, Sam Hart, who worked on the show um, as a production junior. So he was doing nice. stuff. Did I meet him at the final show? You would have met him on the final show. He was the one that, um, his brother looks exactly the same and they're in charge okay. of the music. He wants to know, what's your favourite sketch of all time? I don't mind answering that one. And yeah, you can answer. You. Oh, he did on. too, because he's busy. If you could choose a dance-off song, what would it be? Because you like your music. So while you think about that... 
the, the Manchester sketches were brilliant. Obviously, we weren't the original when Fenners was and they were doing the, the Mank dancing. So being a part of the Mank dancers was quite funny. But you'd be in the boiling hot sun like this wearing full-on coats, the wigs, the bowl wigs. So the actual way it looked and everything was absolutely brilliant. One of my favourite sketches, which is on YouTube all the time, is the Love It one. We love it. And I wasn't yeah. there for that, but that was my growing up. So growing up was the, we love it, we love it, we love it, love it, love it. With Rocket yeah. doing the little, <laughs> little jester thing with the broomstick. Um, but yeah, being a part of the Manx sketches uh, was yeah. proper proper fun because we were all so crap at it. Like Especially like me, Stuart, <laughs> Jamie and Alan. Jamie and Jamie. But um, yeah, so go on in, what track would you have? It wasn't a dance-off track, but I danced to it on the show. You know when you could pick League One Girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a Fat Boy Slim Weapon of Choice. Oh, I think wow. that's... That's a good That's one. a solid dance of choice. Yeah. yeah. So the next question, it's not really a question. I actually asked this to one of our goalkeepers Ooh. on the show because okay. I was responsible for getting the goalies in for the last five years, which yep. were brilliant. Big John, big bad John. <laughs> he is a great character. Brings his mum down to the show as well. And she's an absolute bundle of joy. Love um, that. Great man, great goalkeeper. And we got his thoughts on his time at Soccer AM. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Big John, here. And being on Soccer AM was like a childhood dream come true. Um, not only to feature on there once, um, something that I just never knew was going to be an option, but the fact that I was a recurring uh, character and also had my own little jingle, that's like more than I could ever wish for. And the series was just amazing. It had everything you wanted to and um, so many really cool moments. I think from the time when I first got my clean sheet on the first show against Jimmy Butler to potentially saving a top quarter free kick from uh, Jack Butler, which is crazy as that was one of my favourite players growing up. It had everything, everything that I could wish for. And it had also a lot of really cool characters that I thought I'd never get to meet, even on my final show when I got to meet Crepton Conan. So, you know, a, a duo that I grew up listening to their music and everything. It was just such a surreal experience that I couldn't ask for more. And you know what? A massive thank you to Curdy because without his help, this couldn't have even been possible. So you know what? A massive thank you to everyone at Soccer as well. So the final talking point on episode one is what's next? Big so let's question. start with the channel. Yep. Location football. We've got a video next Sunday. We're going on trial. Or I'm going on trial. Yeah, One of I'm us not is. going on trial. Down at Chesson FC. Excited for that. Exactly. How do you think you're going to get on? I reckon I am going to blow a gasket within about 10 minutes. <laughs> Basically, Chesson said on their website, trials available 30 quid. Do you know what it involves? Or? I don't know. Fitness, yeah. I'd imagine they're going to put you for your paces. But yeah. essentially, you pay 30 quid, you can go on trial. What if they say we need you? They're um, not going to say they need you. You're currently unemployed. They're like, we need <laughs> you in Chesson. a week. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, right, I'm in. I'll be honest with you. The last time I played competitive football was in the Essex Senior League, helping out Stansted FC because my mate's dad was involved there and they needed players. And I stopped playing for a long time, but I was like, oh, this level is, even Essex Senior, and that is like yeah. levels below, not that many, but levels below National League South, if me and Prem. And we've seen a lot of football, so the standard's yeah, yeah. really good. So I'm more interested to see what happens on a non-league trial, what they put you through, yeah. what kind of players turn up and see 
that side of it essentially still what your 30 quid gets you apparently if you sign for them you get your 30 quid back Uh, we want to do more podcasts yeah 100 percent. we've got some exciting ideas i think yeah you've worked on magic tell them about the the screen we we want to get guests it's the main reason why this monitor is here not just to put a fancy little logo on and try and impress but we're hoping we're going to be able to call people yeah um there's a few people we want to call out i think the first one is mo fowl who we sponsored at having a waterlooville last year scored so many goals, 20 plus. We got our return on investment in that. Our return on investment. Our logo on so many <laughs> graphics. Like, goal by Mo, Mo yes. Foul. Location yeah. football. And he's like, an yeah. absolute top bloke. So yeah. We are looking to sponsor a new player this season as well. So if there are any shouts, uh, let us know. The yeah. budget isn't great. We haven't got a yes. load of cash. But it was money well spent. 100%. It was more just because we wanted to make a video yeah. about it. And Mo Fowl, we followed from his time. Still haven't got the uh, shirt, Enfield. though. No, that should be in the post. That mm. should be coming. I'm going to hang that up yeah. on the next yeah. podcast yes. if it arrives, when it arrives. Yeah. We want to do some collaborations. Smith, who we met at um, non-league finals day, yep. which was brilliant. He said he'd happily get involved in some stuff. Thogden as well. Yes, that'd be fun. Been working with through Soccer M. Yep. Bucket Hat Sam, who got in touch. Basically, everyone in the non-league community, Sam, Footy Adventures up in Scotland. I want to go around and do a tour around some of the grounds up there in the off-seasons. And then, yeah, just keep doing the channel. Keep making exciting, engaging, entertaining content. Yeah. Which a lot of it's come from Soccer AM, isn't it? Yeah. What we've learned, what you were saying earlier, it all comes from all those skills we've learned. And that is our aim of location football, is to put back into non-league football. Keep growing the game at grassroots. Yeah. I guess you could say sprinkle that Soccer AM entertainment style videos into non-league so if your club has got a story as well do let us know reach out to us Instagram yeah. well I guess we Twitter. can go a bit more up north now we you've, can go up north got I've got Saturdays off we can go back up north I'm, I'm, I'm drinking out of the, the South Shields cup that we got when we were there I'm repping Braintree Town. Braintree Town this is my office mug I drink out this every single day so if there are any clubs that want to get involved do reach out get in touch run all the social platforms Twitter Instagram even TikTok we're not sure when episode 2 of the podcast will be out but, but I want to do this more regularly. This was fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Was it was fun. If you have watched it online on YouTube, leave a review. Anything you did like, anything you didn't like, let us know. Anything you'd like us to try and We're do. We're looking to get AstroTurf. We're going to get some AstroTurf nice. in there. Maybe a back wall design. But yeah, yeah. but like we say, we'll, if you can we'll see what's behind there is a load of office desks that Lavers and his yeah. social ball media Oh, and we want props. From. We want club props. props. Yes. So, so when we go clubs this season, we'll go and get stuff. Yeah, but if Gemma you want to send us stuff. You sent us the mitre balls. We've got uh, some football boots up there. I've got a FIFA card from an old school yeah. rating that they gave me at Soccer AM. Yeah. We've got the Corinthian Casuals kit uh, from this season, I think, when we bought that. Yeah. Or was it last season? Uh, yeah, not yeah, sure. Not anyway, sure, not sure, it's yeah. very famous. Pink and chocolate. We've got two kits from Margate, which is brilliant. Got some Harry Kane 100 boots up there as well. So if there's any memorabilia that you want to get on if you've got a new kit coming out we'll pop it on here that is the end of episode one that was a long one that was longer than I thought podcast yeah Yeah. well done if you made it to the end and hopefully we'll see you next time yeah love it bye bye